welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talent. Our motto Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a D.C.-based children's artist and songwriter that blends catchy, feel-good songs about science and how the world works with positive social messages. She is a former cognitive neuroscientist and now an award-winning songwriter who is known for clever original songs that makes science facts with messages about kindness and friendship. Together with her band, she loves to inspire curiosity about science through her music with her signature positive energy and songs that are playful, educational, and entertaining for all ages. Please join me in welcoming the awesome Marsha Goodman-Wood, leader of the renowned Marsha and the Positron. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. It's so nice to get to chat with you today. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm excited to talk to you. And obviously, everyone can hear that you have a little bit of a cold, a little bit of congestion. So we'll just get that right out of the way now. I'm sorry to hear that you're ill, and I do appreciate it. Oh, I'm sorry. My voice is a little scratchy today. Yeah, I'm so a little under the weather, but happy happy to be here and happy to be chatting with you. And so, you know, yeah, just bear with me for my uh, for the way I sound today. No worries. Well, we are going to get things started. We're going to kick things off. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got started in music? I've been singing as long as I can remember <laughs> and always enjoyed music, played different instruments growing up and played in the band, at, like the, the school, the marching band and, you know, the different ensembles at school. But really like singing is my passion. And, you know, once I got a little bit older, like once I was in college, I started taking like some formal voice lessons and really exploring voice. Um, but all along, music was sort of a side thing, and I was always doing academics. And so you mentioned that I was a cognitive neuroscientist, so I was kind of following that path. And um, I was in grad school and decided I would leave my PhD program with my master's and decided to take a little turn <laughs> and explore music a little bit more. So the day that I mailed off my master's thesis, I bought a guitar. And I had already uh, been writing songs in my head and, you know, jamming with people. I would sing, they would play guitar, but I wanted to be able to be, like, independent and not have to, like, coordinate with somebody else's schedule if I wanted to, you know, jam a little bit. And one of the instruments that I, that I played growing up was violin. I played violin and um, also a little bit of cello. And so I, I feel like I picked up guitar pretty quickly because some of those skills are kind of transferable you know with fingering and and bowing is kind of similar to fingering and strumming so I was able to to guitar and and start songwriting I was living in Boston at the time and I started exploring going out to different like open mics and blues jams and piano bars and stuff like that and just 
singing, which was something I hadn't really done before, and just started getting this really lovely response when I would sing, and just made me feel like, okay, you know what, I'm on the right path, this is something to keep exploring, and so I've continued to explore that, and it has led me here. Once I had children, which was a few years later, I started writing songs for my kids, and I'm just singing to them. My daughter, once she was born, I would just sing to her to um, to keep her occupied and to, you know, keep her happy during diaper changes or during different things when she was, you know, sitting in the high chair and I'm making dinner or whatever. And some of these songs started uh, coming out. So eventually I uh, I recorded some and, and now I've got three albums and have kept going with that. So, yeah, that's my rambling answer to that question. <laughs> No, but I love it. It's so cool to hear how people go from pursuing one thing that they love, right? Because it's a big difference between cognitive neuroscience and music, (laughs) right? Two completely different things. And I really love hearing how people follow their passion by, you know, right, incorporating right. music and things. And and I would imagine, though, that that's one of the reasons why that you decided to focus on songs about science is your science background. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, you know, like, for me, there are, like, kind of weird connections that, like, I think maybe not everybody would necessarily think of. But, like, for one thing, um, I, I've done a lot of work with little kids. I started teaching, actually, at my, um, my kiddos' preschool at... <laughs> That came about because I went in to celebrate my daughter's third birthday, and I didn't, she was the first, so I didn't really know what they did, and they said, would you like to come in? And I said, shall I bring my guitar? And they said, sure. (laughs) So I had written her a little birthday song uh, that was like this, like, interactive song with her name, and I did three as a magic number, and I think I did, like, one other song. I don't remember what the other song was. Probably Happy Birthday, but maybe there was something else, too. Anyway, I ended up getting, like, recruited to teach at the preschool and, and ended up going through this training program and started working with little kids and had, you know, at the time, two of my own. And I think that kids are like natural scientists. And so they ask all these why questions. And to me, like why questions often have a science answer, right? And so some of those science answers uh, turned into songs. And then, you know, I also think a lot about music and movement are like really critical to like kids' brain development. And so I think about that, you know, when I'm writing a song, like what are the kids doing and thinking about um, how movement um, is connects to it. And then I do, I do um, teaching artist work. I've done like different music teaching with like from babies on up. And so I do think about um, those science connections and those brain connections with music. So sort of it feels natural to me like it's it's um i don't know like not everybody would would take this path but this path like makes sense to me (laughs) so that's that's how i got here it does make sense and and i could definitely see the correlation it was funny that you mentioned that you know you get some of the you know why questions i used to write down things and and then stop doing it. But I used to write down things that my kids <laughs> used to say, and I would be like, out of the mouths of babes, right? I was like, you know, would right. keep a record of, oh, my God, where did this come from? Yeah. You know, you're six years old. How did this come out of your mouth, right? Totally, they'll yeah. say something, and yeah. you're just like, what? <laughs> where did right. that I come mean, like, from? I have, I have all these stories about songs where they came from, like, something funny that – one of them said, like, I have, I have three children. Um, my middle son, especially, he's the why kid. He would always ask, 
all these why questions and have all these follow-up questions. For example, like our, our first record is called Gravity Vacation. And the title track is a song about gravity and inertia. And the song came from, we were like driving on the highway and he looked out the window and he saw like smoke rising from a factory or something along the road. And he, and he said, I think he was thinking about like the smoke rising. And he said, you know, what if the cars floated away? <laughs> and he said, well, the cars won't float away because of gravity. And he said, well, how do you know that they'll never, ever float away? Because <laughs> he always had the follow-up yeah. question. And, and my husband said, well, there's no vacation from gravity. And then we got into this conversation about gravity. But that, like, idea stuck in my head, like, in that phrasing, like, there's no vacation from gravity. And so that um, sort of inspired the song. And also, you know, like, he was probably, like, five at the time. But we ended up having this conversation and explained, you know, what gravity meant and, and you know, words he could understand. And I, I always feel like kids can understand anything if you explain it in words they can understand, right? So, like, they ask these, like, big questions, and, like, they deserve answers to them, right? So, like, it's up to us to figure out how to say it and break it down in ways that they can understand. And uh, and sometimes it, you know, turns into a song. I absolutely love that. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, this is actually a great place. No, I do, I do, I do. And I, I really yeah. like your songs because I learned stuff too, oh. believe it or not. So, I, you know, it's not just for kids. Trust me. Great place for us to share one of the songs that you brought with you. Let's talk about Counting on My Brain. What inspired this particular composition? So this one, because I did cognitive neuroscience, and this was, you know, I had already done two albums. And I have, a, like, cover, like, all this, like, variety of topics because, like I said, sometimes it comes from, like, random conversations with, with my kids or even with like students and things. But I had wanted to write something that was like connected to what I studied, um, connected to like neuroscience. And that was like particularly hard because like, you know, I've had to study a lot of different things. So there was like, well, what do I, what do I focus on to sing about? Cause there's like a lot of things you could sing about. And then the brain is kind of complicated. Right? So at some point that idea came to me of like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to do like accounting song and just sort of focus on a few things, you know, like brain structures and things like that. So that was kind of like the idea that sort of like spawned the song. But then also uh, the other aspect of my songwriting is I don't want any of my songs to be like a lesson, right? I don't want it to just be like, here's, you know, I'm singing some facts to you. I want it to be about, about something more. And my, my goal is to sort of like connect science with our humanity and think about like, okay, how does this idea fit into the big picture? Like what's, what's the like message that, that I want to share with the world. And so like that idea of like counting that playing with that idea of like counting on you and like, what can we count on? That was kind of like where I took that song. So I kind of merged those ideas in the song. And, and then th this song went through a few rounds of edits. So in the song, I count up to five. I originally counted up to six, but then it gets like more complicated in the, for six, it took like two verses and the song was getting really long. So I, I edited it back a little bit um, and I wanted it to still be like fun and catchy. And, and then once we went into the studio, my bandmates and the other musicians on the, on the album ended up adding their like influence to it. And it sort of became like this, just really like jaunty, fun, uh, fun song. And then um, one of my favorite parts about this song is the trombone that, that my um, producer TJ added to it. He's like so talented. 
and plays all these different instruments. And, and uh, he added that, like, that was kind of like the, the later, one of the later pieces that, that got added. And, um, and I just love how that enhances the track. And, um, and it's just, you know, turned out to be such a fun song. Well, it is a really, really fun song. And we are going to play it for everyone. So Yay. this is counting on my brain by Marsha and the Positrons. Here it is. Like I mentioned, it's a really, really fun song. And I also said earlier that your songs are not just for kids. I think it's fantastic because it actually probably is a little challenging, I guess, to write a song 
that's not just for kids, but also will appeal to families or adults in attendance, right, too. So how right. do you think that that's potentially different? Because it is a little bit different. It's definitely different from writing from other genres. You know, speaking for myself, because I generally yeah. tend to lean pop, rock, alternative, my brain goes in a completely different direction. And obviously there are sometimes where I'm like, ooh, you know, I've, I've got to be careful with the lyrics depending upon who might be listening to them. So right. how is songwriting for kids and families different in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I never like dumb down songs for kids. So I feel like I'm writing things that that anybody can hear, that, that a kid can, that's all kid appropriate. But if it's a concept that I'm explaining to a kid, it's a, it's a concept that I could be explaining to anyone. I'm not using vocabulary that only a kid can understand. Like I, I use real vocabulary, I use real facts. I fact check the songs. Like if it's something that I'm less familiar with, I like make sure that, that the facts are correct and that like, you know, because you have to be choosy with your words in a song, I like to make sure that the words that I've chosen, the way that I've, you know, sort of shortened it, that it still is accurate and makes sense. It is like something that if it's something new to you, like to anybody that they can get something out of it, get like accurate information out of it. You know, I think also just as a parent, like I appreciate having things that the whole family can listen to or that I enjoy listening to. So, you know, I, I want it to be musically interesting and, you know, like I said, that it, it sort of combining like science and our humanity or whatever, whatever topic it is that it's got some like message that's like worth hearing. And so I feel like if it's worth, um, it's probably worth hearing for anyone. So that's, that's kind of just, um, just how I write. It's very yeah. challenging um, because it is very hard to, like, I, I give you massive props from a songwriting perspective because it is very hard. No, really, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious because it is really, really hard to take, like, a science concept and pair it with a positive message and then also, you know, make sure that that composition is good for all ages, right? It, it's not easy. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. Well, and... I don't think, I think um, if I, if I was worried about that, um, it would be harder. But usually what I think about when I'm writing is just trying to make it interesting and like fun. And like, I have to be satisfied with, with it. Like if it's a rhyme that makes me like giggle or, you know, or feel like, oh, that was that, you know, like I'm, I enjoy, you know, finding a fun um, rhyme or something. Um, I feel like others will also. And, um, and that like, I'm okay with, for example, like a kid maybe who's younger who's listening, not picking up everything on the first listen, right, or not picking up everything right away because I think everybody can get something out of music, out of a song, and it's okay if they don't pick up everything. In fact, you know, then maybe they want to listen more or, or they come back to it, mm-hmm. and uh, and I feel like that's that's fine, right? So, so I'm I'm not worried about, like, people picking up everything every time. And sometimes it, sometimes it cracks me up. Like I, like I once I submitted one of my songs to like a song contest. It was from the last record. It's this song called alien in an ambulance. And the song is an alphabet song, right? It, it pairs a creature with a vehicle going through the alphabet, but it's subtle. So it's not like obviously an alphabet song. And the feedback I got was like, well, this is a fun concept, but I don't understand like, 
why you didn't keep talking about like the alien and the ambulance or something. Like they didn't get that they should, like totally missed that it was an alphabet song. And I was like, that's kind of funny. Like I guess I accomplished my goal of like being subtle <laughs> with the fact that it was an yeah. alphabet song. Um, Right. But um, so that kind of like amused me. And also I was like, but, you know, but in in a way like that's that's good that like you have to like listen actively, I guess. Right. Um, Or you can listen passively and just enjoy the music, enjoy the performances. And and like we get different things out of music at different points, at different like points with our depending on our mood or or our like attention level or what else we're doing. If we're listening in the background or if we're actively listening. So. I feel like it's okay to have uh, different things happening in the songs <laughs> um, and, you know, people will get out of it what, um, what they're ready for in that moment, what they're ready to receive. So one of the questions <laughs> that I ask all of my songwriters is a songwriting tip or trick to share. So I would love to get a songwriting tip or trick from you. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Sometimes when I write, if I notice that I'm being repetitive, I will go back and, like, just sort of, like, analyze those words and think about, like, okay, how can I put a more, like, quality word in here? Or, like, I find it, like, an interesting challenge to try to um, make every word count as much as possible. So if I'm, like, repeating something, it's, like, purposeful. And there's an opportunity to, like, add some uh, different word in there or, or like find a better rhyme or something like that it's like a puzzle I want to I want to solve <laughs> and so I like to do that sometimes then it feels like okay now now it's there now this is what I want to say and this is like how I want to say it and I, I feel like okay then some other people will appreciate that at some point hopefully <laughs> so I don't know if that's, if that's a good tip <laughs> yes absolutely one of the songs I don't know which song is like coming up next but one of the songs that I uh, called on this record is called Kinetic and Potential Energy. And at some point I, I hit upon using the word joules in there, which is like the measure of energy, J-O-U-L-E-S. And, and um, while I was thinking about that, that it, that it has the, um, it sounds like the word joules, like, you know, fancy jewelry, J-E-W-E-L-S. And so once I sort of like found that little angle in there, that kind of amused me. And so like, I felt like that was like the the last, like, piece of that verse that like really like cemented it for me <laughs> so that's just like a little I, and I feel like I probably need to have like a sign like with the spelling of the word because probably not everyone will pick up on that unless you're actually reading the lyrics you know <laughs> although occasionally I've had right, like, right. a physicist in the audience like there was I just played a show last Saturday and and one of the dads in the audience came up to me and was like I'm a physicist and I, like I could see him chuckle at that line <laughs> So, like, it's, it's fun when that happens, you know? And, like, you're like, oh, you got that, right? Like, yes. You got that little joke, so. Definitely. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so great. <laughs> this is a great place for us to take a short break here from a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is Chatting with Nat. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on the Sim Radio Network. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sam Radio Network. And my guest 
Marsha Goodman Wood, leader of the renowned Marsha and the Positron. <laughs> All right, tell us, because I'm sure you have some stories. What are some of the challenges <laughs> and rewards of playing for kids and families? You know, I love, I love my, my audience. It's like I love playing for kids and families. Kids are like just super honest, right? So if you're capturing their attention, they, you know, like look right at you. They respond to what you're saying. They like, you know, you can see, you can see if you're, if you're connecting, like there's no, um, you know, there's no like false, um, you know, attention or whatever. Like if they're interested, they're interested. And so, you know, I think that that's both rewarding and challenging because if you're not hitting it with them, like you also see it right away. So, you know, like, okay, I need to like shift gears here if there, you know, if there's something else going on. And so you just have to be, you have to be aware of a lot of things, right? You have to sort of be aware of a lot of different sort of unexpected things that can happen during a show with kids because they do move around a lot. Sometimes they trip in front of you or something happens and you need to kind of be kind of ready to um, ready for anything. Or sometimes a, a kid will like, you know, get away from a parent and, you know, come right up to your mic stand and want to like hold on to the mic stand and not realize that it's going to topple over on them. And so you, know, you have to be ready to like step on the bottom so that they can't pull it over or like knock it into your teeth or, you know, so there's, there's things that have happened during shows where, you know, I've just definitely got to be on my toes for it. But it's like, it's really sweet when you see like um, parents and kids like bonding and interacting and like laughing together and dancing together smiling and like enjoying it and like like I said it's I think that the audience is just really responsive and so it's like you can see immediately that you're um, having an impact which is really cool oh I love that what do you believe is the most significant impact that your music can have on a child's growth and development because I know you know you focus on children's music obviously right so you must have some type of opinion on growth development with music and things like that. And why is this important to you? Yeah. I mean, um, that's a great, great question. Um, You know, I think that for one thing, like I think music reaches us in a different way than other things. Sometimes a child will, will like respond to music and pick up on something that's in the music, um, like, like a topic or an idea that maybe they hadn't thought about before or maybe like learning it in school wasn't hitting with them. And so they might hear it in a song and then it, it sticks with you and it like sparks your interest. And so like, that's like a huge thing for me. If that, if that happens, and I know it does, like I get stories sometimes of how a song impacted someone. And so like knowing that kids are getting those messages and then taking them somewhere else, like maybe they take it in a, you know, they, they explore something or they have a conversation or they become interested in in something that they might not have been so interested in before. That's like amazing to me. Or like even you know some of my songs are are not necessarily like science topics, right? I also say like I write songs about how the world works. So um, you know, for example, like on the new record, there's a song called No More Doctor Blues that's about like um, anxiety about getting shots and and overcoming that anxiety. And so. Um, if that helps, like, even, you know, like, one kid, right, like, or one, like, parent who's struggling with that with their child and gives them a way of, like, 
explaining it and sort of like making that that moment a little easier like that's huge to me so so I hope that like you know I've sort of like created these to ripple out and so hopefully you know people who who need them will hear them when they need them so that's kind of like my goal and even like for my first record I have a song about um it's called wear a helmet about wearing a helmet when you ride your bike or or your scooter mm. or your skateboard or whatever. And I have gotten stories of like, oh, you know, like my, my kid is reluctant to wear their, their helmet and they listen to your song and you know, decided they would wear their helmet, right? Like, boom, like we, we sort of like help that family with that struggle. And then that kid is protected, right? <laughs> Which is the whole goal. Right? So yeah. little things like that, you know, that could save somebody's life someday, right? So like if someone gets some benefit from any of my songs, that means a lot to me. Great topic. And I know that, like I said, I mean, I, I love all the songs. I, I've listened to several of your tracks and several of your albums, and they're all very, very catchy. So I can certainly see why, you know, even parents, when they're like, oh, this maybe will help. Like, yeah. I use the potty training songs with my kids. We had, yeah. like, a video when we did, like, potty training, and there was, like, this, you know, potty training party song that we used and they would walk around the house singing the potty song you know hey it works it definitely does (laughs) i i respect that that like if if somebody somebody like there are plenty of people who like really need those songs and so like you know that's that's huge it's it's like a big moment for a kid so to be able to like help with those huge huge moments that's that means something you know yes it does yes it does all right let's (laughs) talk about then the second song that we are going to share uh, is called High Fives, and it features Jimmy Wright and Black Root. Could you yes. please tell us a little bit about this song? So this song, actually, it came out of, um, so it, it shows, like, especially pre-pandemic. Um, at the end of the show, I would always um, say to kids, like, um, you know, at the end of the show, you can come up and get a high five. And don't worry, I have an unlimited supply of high fives. And I was actually um, playing, this was before my band formed. And um, and I used to play with um, this beatboxer named Max Bent, who was actually partners with Jamal Blackroot Collier, who, um, and so they have a group together now called the Beatbox Dads. But this was before Beatbox Dads was a thing. And um, and Max and I would, would play together from time to time. And I said that once after, at the end of a show, and he, he said to me, that's a song right there. <laughs> and, and kind of like, you know, made me like focus in on those words. And I was like, oh, you know, that's, that's a good idea. And I kind of sat with it for a long time. And then eventually I, that idea rolled back around in my head and the song came to be. And then when I, um, you know, was writing it, I invited Max to to beatbox on it if he wanted to. And he wasn't available, but Jamal was interested. So Jamal ended up beatboxing on the track. And I also invited Doobie Wright to rap on it because, let's see, I forget why I had that idea, but uh, we had wanted to work together. And I just felt like it would fit in well with that song. And originally, when I told my producer that that's what I had in mind, I think he was kind of like, okay, like, I don't really see how this is going to happen, but like, let's give it a go. And then um, Dewey came up with this amazing rap that really, like, brought home, like, all the ideas that I was going for in the song. And so, like, I love what he did with his part in the song and love how it all came together in the end. It is a very, very catchy song, and I bet you audiences go nuts for it. So we're going to now play this because it is really cool, and it's called High Five. (laughs) 
again, featuring Do Me Right and Black Root. This is by Marsha and the Pod Truck. Got an unlimited supply of high fives. Yeah, an unlimited supply of high fives. As sure as I'm alive, you know I'll give you a high five. Got an unlimited supply of high fives. It's my positive energy that keeps me happy. And when our hands touch, it's true. You'll feel that positive energy too. Like I mentioned, another very, very catchy tune. Like a lot of your tunes. A lot of your tunes are really, really catchy. One of the fun things about that song is we have actually played some shows with Doomy uh, because he, he lives not too far from us. I'm in D.C. and um, my bandmates are actually from D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And, and Doomy is from Virginia. So a couple of times he's been able to uh, perform with us. But when he doesn't perform with us, I get to do the rap. So that's really fun for me because <laughs> I don't normally get to do that. Um, and, and I love doing that part. So, um, And then usually I do play that like near the end of the show and like offer kids high fives or or invite them to like high five each other, which is always like a really fun thing to see um, everybody having fun doing that in the crowd. Oh, that's great. I like that. Closing song with high fives. <laughs> All right. Well, before we run out of time, I do want to talk about your upcoming release, your new projects and things like that. So what can parents and children look forward to experiencing in the near future from you? Tell us what you have going on. Yeah. So, um, so, the, so our record, the full record energetic came out on September 1st. And so it's out in all the places for people to listen to. And right now we are working on some videos to go along with the, the record. So we actually have um, like two videos currently in progress. One is a puppet based video for fly lady bug fly. And um, if you like look online at the at the album cover, you see on the back of the album cover these, like, fun puppets. Um, there's, like, a ladybug and a bee puppet, and so those are actually from the video. So that's, like, in the works right now. And uh, the puppeteers are actually in California, in Humboldt, California. Uh, they go by Quack and Wabbit uh, Puppetry. And then um, my uh, video producer is in New York, and uh, her name is Sandra 
craft, and she actually did all of the um, the the album art as well. So uh, she's like very talented. So she's she's producing that video, and then we also have a video for Counting on My Brain, which is the song uh, that we did earlier in the program, and that is an animation uh, based video that is being done by Billy Kelly, who actually like Fun Talk designed our logo and he did our album art for our previous album, um, and he's a kindy musician as well as a comedian and a grown up musician and um, very multi talented guy. So he's in the process of doing that video. So uh, those are the two that are currently in progress. And then we have some other videos in the planning stages that are um, actually dance-based videos. We have a couple of dance-based videos coming. I don't want to jinx it by, by uh, saying what, what they are yet, but but those are hopefully coming. So if people are interested in uh, in our video work, you can follow us on YouTube. We're at Marcia and the Positrons, and we do have some videos up there already. So you can check out what we have, and then um, you know if you subscribe when when the new things come, you'll you'll get a notification, so you can go over and watch those. And one other thing that's coming behind this, so one one single that we released recently that's not on this record is a single called "Thank You Science" that I did with a New Zealand-based kindy artist named Claudia Robin Gunn, and we have a bunch more songs that we have written together that we haven't yet recorded. So we recorded that single when I was in the studio with my band recording energetic and she recorded her parts in New Zealand and sent them to my producer who put it all together. PJ is his name. And he was easily able to meld all that together. But um, those are songs that we wrote together by zoom uh, during the pandemic. (laughs) Um, And so we got together and, um, and started to do a little songwriting and um, thank you. Science was the first song that we intended to write. Although we got sidetracked, in our first Zoom, it ended up writing another and finishing another song first. <laughs> and we, then we finished Thank You Science. So that song is out there and available. And then there's more, more coming behind that. But I have a little pause before I go start making the next record. Got to, you know, finish getting this one out into the world. And then, and then we'll tackle uh, recording the next one. Well, awesome. I know everyone is looking forward to that. And you mentioned your YouTube channel. Where else can they find you on social media? And what is your website? Yeah, so they can find us at marciaandthepositrons.com. That's our website. You can, you know, find our music and our videos and such on there. And then we're on Instagram at Marcia and the Positrons. We're on Facebook at Marcia and the Positrons. Those are the main ones, but we're also on, like, LinkedIn, Twitter. So whatever, whatever you like to use, I'm probably there. And, you know, just generally looking for us at Marcia and the Positrons. We'll, we'll turn up the band and turn up our music. And we would love it if you, um, if you have some comment and want to reach out to us. I, I try to be responsive to people. Um, we, we definitely appreciate all of the, the follows and um, subscribes and, and likes and, uh, and, and love it when people are enjoying our music. So, you know, that's really, that's really the goal. And, and of course we're on, you know, Spotify and, and YouTube and uh, Deezer and Tidal and whatever, whatever you like to, wherever you like to listen, we're probably there. Fantastic. Well, Marsha, I would like to thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I know you are under the weather, so I really appreciate it that you took the time to to chat with us. It has been an absolute pleasure getting to know a little bit more about you and sharing your awesome music with our listeners. Thank you, all of you, for tuning in to Mixin' It. And on behalf of all of us here at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.